And now, the Internet's favorite podcast, podcast rated with your hosts, Brad and Caleb. Will, I believe uh, uh, former professional wrestler Chris Candido actually died from a blood clot that traveled to his heart. He had broken his leg. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. And then had like surgery and then a blood clot. Isn't that what happened? A big pun, too, I believe. I mean, the bigger the bigger you are and the more you fly in airplanes, the more susceptible you are to blood clots. And I believe he just like took a flight and it was a four hour flight and he didn't. That's why they say get up every couple hours. And if you retain fluid in your legs, and he had a blood clot and it killed him. So, I mean, something me, was going to kill him eventually. He just jumped a little of my joke. Yeah, I did. Say it again. Uh, so, uh, I'm not going to. So, um, uh, how's it going? Good. Uh, welcome to Podcast Rated, everybody. I suppose it's the April 2016 edition. Uh, the important news around here is that my wife is still pregnant, I guess, and she's getting to the very uncomfortable stage of pregnancy. Uh, yeah. we are just about the beginning of month eight, so mm-hmm. eight or nine weeks to go before this kid shows up. And it's sort of like the first trimester you're puking all the time and you can't eat. And the second trimester you're happy and the yep. third trimester your back hurts and you're just uncomfortable. And your, like, center of balance is all screwed up. So I, like, you know, I'm, like, helping her off the bed and stuff. If I pull too hard, she'll just fall over because her belly is so <laughs> big. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, how how was late pregnancy for your wife? Well, I remember saying that she was very fortunate that it, her, the pregnancies happened in the spring mm-hmm. and and not in, not in the summer because it's very uncomfortable. You're sweating and you're hot. And so I know that our, our our kids are born a little bit earlier when your child is going to be born. But um, same similar, I'm sure she's happy that it's cooler out. <laughs> yeah, I think right now she's happy it'll be done in June because she's pretty warm right now too, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's sort of like she's nesting. She just hit that stage where we, we ended up – she got in, wrapped in, she got into this book club uh, where she's reading this Japanese book on tidying up your house. And it appears that she's taken it to heart. And it's pretty much like the rule of thumb is throw everything away. Like everything, yeah. like go through all your clothes, touch all of them, and then throw them away. If you like, if you <laughs> if you love them, keep them. If you hate them, feel free to throw it out. And the book is basically giving you justifications. Like, I don't care that your grandma gave this to you. Fucking throw it out. Like, <laughs> your grandma doesn't care. Yeah. And all about like, I don't know if, do you have this problem in your family where like, my mother-in-law was like, yeah, I found this poster for you. Do you want it? Like, I really don't want it, but they're sort of guilting me into taking it. You know what I mean? This is a big issue in my family. Yeah, no. Like, possession guilt. Like, please take this thing. Yeah, I definitely experience it. I've gotten pretty good at saying no. Uh, My mom likes to dump stuff on us all the time. And I'm getting pretty good at being like, no, number one, where am I going to put it? Yep. And she goes, you're right. <laughs> so that's kind of the book puts the anything she wants to give us, even yeah. if it's something small. You're, like I got no use for it. I'm pretty saying over. Yes, she, my mom especially tries to give us stuff all the time. Yes. So you have a built-in excuse of where am I going to put it? Yeah. And, and she knows. Like mm-hmm. I got I got in the mail the other day. 
a cross stitch, somebody did, uh, of my, like, that, that, I believe my mom or grandma did at my birth. And it says Caleb and all, like, cool kid letters and then, like, the date I was born and the time I was born and, like, the eight pounds, eight ounces or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? This isn't really something for me to hang on to, and yet there's only one of them, and it has to do with me. And I thought it was like, you're giving this to me to give to my kid because we're having a kid? I Like, what What am I supposed to do with this? I don't have sentimental value towards it. So I, I feel like it's that kind of thing where yeah, I got you. family will try to dump things on you, so to speak. And I hate to say that my mother-in-law is super guilty of this. But anyways, so Megan in the last couple days has been, like, throwing shit away. And getting yeah. I've gone to Goodwill three times in the last week wow. to drop shit off. And That's... it has felt pretty good to do it, actually. Oh, yeah, it does. I'll tell you what, well, as far as nesting goes, I kind of forgot about nesting. Yeah. I, I did more nesting than nesting. How did you? How did you nest? I just started, like... Selling off my CDs, I started like getting rid of all the old DVDs. I started getting rid of stuff. Same thing that Megas started getting rid of stuff. You can bring stuff to just. I I don't know why. I didn't intend to, didn't think about it. I just started doing it. Mm-hmm. It was weird, especially like, especially I remember just going through all of my CDs and like just with a ton of them and selling them off. And that play that. What was ended up being the kids' room, which was our spare bedroom. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of work in there to get it ready for eventually going to be the spare bedroom anymore. But that's just part of doing work. But yeah, I mean, I guess we've been doing a lot of like, you know, this thing I've been meaning to sell for the last three years. Well, let's actually sell it. Sure. Like, right. like, like the the uh, digital piano I got back in high school, which has just been sitting, taking up room. Um, yeah. Like, why don't we just actually do it? Because we actually need the room now. Uh, yeah. We it's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. It's yeah. 88 keys. It's the size of a piano. It should just go. And yeah. Um, little things like that, and like uh, all of Megan's knitting books, she went through all of them. We have a huge bookshelf in the basement. Um, mm-hmm. We threw out maybe a hundred books the other day of just stuff, wow. and like I'm never gonna read this again. So there's been a lot. Should have brought them. Should have brought them the McKay's. What's McKay's? McKay's <laughs> used book. Oh, like, the, superstore. The ones I thought would give us money, I brought to half price books, and mm. I brought them like thirty, thirty five, forty books, and they gave me nine fifty for them. Wow. And I wow. said, okay, well then it's not worth my time to bring the rest of them in here. If you're not yeah. going to give me any, this any money, I just brought them to Goodwill the next day. And at least I get a tax write off when I get to, when I <clears throat> take them to Goodwill. So this is such an adult <laughs> conversation. Jesus Christ! You itemize your tax? Yeah, I get a receipt every time um, because we owe two thousand dollars in taxes this year. Uh, oh, wow. So we need to kind of like keep track of it for next year. <laughs> like, right, I suppose. Yeah. Do what we can to reduce our taxes. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to know your side of the birth story of either of your children like okay. for example you get the phone call the water broke what happened that sort of thing well that's the thing with that i don't ever actually broke 
uh, work. I was working at the, the dumb security job at the time. And uh, what was it, like a Wednesday? Yeah. And I was at work, and Beth, he began to go into labor. This is what that And um, I called my boss and was like, yo, my wife's going to labor, and I need to leave work. And he's like, well, and it was like 8, 7.30, and I was getting done at 10 p.m. Um, I was like, so I really got to get out of here. And he's like, well, can you just still attend? I'm like, my baby's being born. Get here. Mm-hmm. So he drove in from Smyrna for a couple hours to leave. And then... Um, uh, so uh, I'm trying to remember. I remember Miles is more clearly because it was more recent, obviously. Yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah, because we immediately called my mom. I was like, Yo, I think it's. We took a lap around the apartment complex because she was trying to walk and 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you living in that old apartment that the football player used to live in? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we were, actually, both my kids were up there. And uh, anyway, so we decide, how did this work? Gosh, I can't even remember. Was it just her and I? It must have been. Jesus, I don't even remember. I remember that your her family showed up day of birth or day after birth. Because my you, mom, you went to Nashville Sounds game the day after, right? That's right. Yeah, they came down. I guess been that day, that morning, because the only thing they were there was born. My mom was. Okay. My mom made it down. She got there by about eight in the morning or something like that. She just sped all the way down here and made it in amazing time. And we went to the midwife in the morning because mm-hmm. we didn't go to the hospital that night. I don't know why because it wasn't progressing. I don't remember. We went to the midwife. And they checked her out, and she was dilated to a certain amount. They were like, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. Bethany would tell us to her side. Well, I figured I'd ask her side of the story if we interview her. But I want to hear from you now, what you as a dad remember. I'm then sure we went to Waffle you. House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you get them all said, smothered and covered? This is not happening right now, so just go and, and keep an eye on everything. Yeah. And we went to Waffle House. This would have been on Wednesday, the 27th. Okay. And, and uh, I started panicking. I had been pretty tobacco free at that point and bought five bucks for my mom and bought a pack of cigarettes. Because <laughs> I didn't know how else to cope. Yeah. And, um, I can't, Jesus, I don't even remember. I think maybe I had the next day off. I don't Well, uh, like, at what point did you go to, did you go to a hospital? What was the sign? I don't remember. I don't remember how my daughter was first going to the hospital late at night. Everything over there's no traffic. I'd never seen that before. When that thing. Yep. And getting into the getting into the uh, hot room around like one in the morning. Oh, wait, was that that day? God, I can't even remember. Wait. Look, look. Uh, look. Don't feel bad because I was racking my brain recently trying to remember how I met my wife and mm. I was having a little bit of trouble doing it in the same way that you are now. <laughs> so don't feel bad. Well, I do remember that once we got to the hospital, then it became just kind of a wait and see thing. And then there's a lot of stuff that happened on her end and there was a lot of me just trying to pick up Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And... Uh, um, 
it was just kind of I, I I slept for a couple minutes on the uh, like the pulley chair thingy, like the pull out chair that turns into a bed. And then we got some breakfast because it took for she was in labor for a really long time with that, and they ended up in what we wanted to. And Bethany could tell that story when we saw her. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was just kind of a lot of waiting. And then it was when they decided to finally do the C-section and bringing me, like, the full jumpsuit, like, operation room jumpsuit that I had to wear. Yeah, you had to put the scrubs on. Did you have a hairnet? I had a hairnet. I had the little shoes. I had, like, a full body, like, pursuit that I had to wear. Yeah. You had to scrub it. Yeah. I had scrub in. I, I had sleeves, and I was covering like this it was kind of apery cottony over like a one piece like jumpsuit yeah i had to put on and um yeah i got to go into the room and there she was all ready for the the c-section and i just kind of stood above her head minutes later i heard daughter crying i was like oh my god it was the most amazing moment in my whole life um did they like put a curtain up so you can't see the cut and everything Okay. Yes, I was. There was a curtain, and I was standing up on the other, you know, the the good side. Yeah. And uh, they let me come over to the other. They put every table, measurements and everything. They let me come over there. They're like, don't look over there. Yeah, don't <laughs> look over there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I went over and and I got to see her the first time. Cool. It was great. And then and the worst thing because they cleaned her up and whatever and brought her over to 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 mom. She wasn't really able to do about it mm-hmm. to hold her, and then like they bring her over to this time for every to, to you know the the like the nursery or whatever where they give her like a bath, like a real bath, and like all of this and that. And I went with her, and Bethany just had to sit there and get post, you know surgery, yeah. <laughs> you know, wrap up. I got to go up into the nursery and just sit there and look at Evelyn mm-hmm. for like an hour. I didn't take my eyes off like an hour straight. Oh, wow. wow. So for, for like to tweet. <laughs> like, oh my God. I think you texted me. Good. I know you texted me say a couple like the on that Wednesday saying, oh yeah, I think she's going into labor. Just We're just yeah. letting you know before we let, you know, the internet know, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was, well, it ended up, it was, it was huge for me and it was a bummer for Bethany really the whole experience. Yeah. Oh, having but surgery is me, fun anytime, but. Yeah. So, you know, I just was locked in Evelyn for the next, you know, five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not really eyes off of her. I haven't taken my eyes off her since, I don't think so. Except for right now on podcast. What's she, what's she doing right now? She's probably watching a kid's show and snack. Okay. All right. They okay. were playing outside, but it's cold out. It's only like six degrees, so. Oh, oh, I'm that's so terrible. It was 30 here today. It's April. Actually, it was 30. It was 32 degrees this morning. I'm not gonna lie. When we woke up, it was 32 degrees. It just warmed right up. So, but now it's 51. It's 51. It's frigid. But did you see the weather in the UP? Um, I heard that. No, I saw that like Toledo got eight inches of snow today. There's there's really snow in the UP. They got they got like a foot of snow on everything. Oh man, it's that April snowstorm. It's yeah, that tax happens. day snowstorm or whatever they call it every year. It always happens, and then everyone gets their skis out for like a minute, and then it ends up all the snow melts again, and then you know, yeah. and then you get like trout fishing. Everyone runs smelt, 
right? Is that what you do up there? I don't remember. Yes, I don't know. So what was um as far as uh, going with my my when my daughter being born? Why do you ask? Because we did the hospital tour a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, where they brought us into the hospital, and they're like, "Here's where you park. Here's where you check in," and it's like eleven minutes from our house to the hospital. Okay. That's and, about yeah. and then they brought us into the. There's like. 10 couples in various states of preg and they uh uh showed us like here's the room where you will be giving birth if you have the natural birth and like here's where you weigh the kid over here and then they showed us the aftercare room which is pretty much just like a bed for two and then they and then like a little bassinet in the corner and then they're, you know, hey, yeah. we don't do water births here, and hey, we don't have, like, we have all kinds of supplies, but we don't have pacifiers, I guess, oh. which is some weird yeah. thing, and uh, maybe you know better than me why people don't uh, like them. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, water births for that level, we didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they said, all right, if you have a natural birth, as soon as you have the baby, you're you get to stay for two nights after that. But if you have a C-section, you get to stay for four nights after that. And then you head back, I believe something like, and so it was pretty much just like exposure. There's like 11 birthing suites. And so you'll hear screaming from this room or from the next room. You know, uh, if you have a C-section, it'll be in the ORs over here. Here's where the NICU is, blah, 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 blah. So we did that. And then like next Saturday we have a shoot. I think it's like an all day childbirth class. Which is pretty much how, here's how it all works, you know. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. have a natural birth, and here's the, where the epidural goes in, if you want that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have a breastfeeding class coming up, I think. Like I don't know what role I will play in it, other than just like watching. But um, that's coming up too. So I was just curious as to like the whole process for you. So how was it for Miles? Was it easier? Or was it harder? Or different? Or what? Um, it was different in a lot of ways. As far as the actual when he was born, yeah, it was there. I was home watching the Prez and the Stars, and uh, winning for nothing, and it was awesome. And mm-hmm. the game ended, and uh, oh no, it was like in the third period. Bethany was like, "Um, I'm having contractions. I think you should come get me from work." And I was like, "All right." So I hopped in the car and went and got her. Yeah, we came home, and um, it was like maybe an hour later. She's like laying in bed and. I was sitting in the living room, and she heard this loud pop, and her water broke. <laughs> Didn't go everywhere. She made it. She ran to the bathroom and was able to contain <laughs> of it. Thankfully, so I was like, "Okay, here we go." So we called the. Uh, he had a doula for that one. Oh yeah. I should have had a doula, but we didn't mention that. Sorry. Um, she was huge, helpful, and she was like right there for uh, for Bethany. She was like, she was like a coach for her, basically. Like, here's, here's, me help you better than I'll be able to help you, you know. So, we hung out for a while, and Bethany was super duper progressive. It was happening fast. So, like, so we went to the, um, to the hospital. It was a little earlier than Evelyn's, I believe. I think it was more like eleven o'clock. Yeah. And there, they put us in like a, not a real room, but what's like the. Just a smaller room, like before we're in an actual living room. Oh, uh, your empty chamber, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. I was just like a like a room, and <laughs> she was real close to having the baby right there. But, yeah. 
you know, it didn't happen. Was it a natural so, birth uh, or this time or no? I don't remember. It was a natural birth, yes. It's called uh, a V back. It was a V back, yeah. And she did it, and uh, yeah, that and the the labor lasted uh, twelve hours ish. I guess maybe more than that, a little more than that, maybe more like fifteen. So when you say the labor lasted twelve hours, does that mean the I'm having contractions to oh there's a baby? Or that's what, what I'm talking about. I don't know if that's how it's really calculated, but from like I think I'm having to we have a baby. Okay. It was like yeah, he was born uh one, I think like two thirty. Okay. So and she is like she like her water broke at like eleven o'clock at night, so Okay. Uh, it was, it, you know that was pretty average, I guess. I don't know, but uh, that that was different. Like we were um, we were in a different room, and I was trying to sleep, not really, and was doing a lot of the work, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Keeping her calm, helping her stay focused on her birth plan. Oh yeah. Uh. uh naturally and it was the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life so did you watch the natural birth the whole thing absolutely I was holding a right leg like wait you were you were did you have a baseball minute to catch the child or were you behind her I was on the side of her on the side of the bed holding her right leg okay miles. see we got a midwife book. was there we have a book That's called uh, a child is born and it's got pictures throughout the entire pregnancy of like, mm. here's what the baby looks like at 21 weeks. And there, and then there's a lot of like, here's what the actual childbirth looks like. And mm. man, does that freak the shit out of me. And I it understand never, for, for guys, it does sometimes. It doesn't. It never did for me. I don't no. know why. I don't, it never was an issue to me. Not just sort of like the baby came out of there. I'm not going back in there. That kind of thing. No. No. Didn't care. I said, that's what that's for, so this is probably <laughs> fine. It's a two-way street, man. <laughs> Take a yeah. match. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll have our own story in two months or so. And now yeah, it's getting to the point where everyone's like, oh, my daughter was nine weeks early. It's like, shut up. Don't shut, don't, shut the shut, fuck up. Don't tell us that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know anything about it. It's going to be a net. As of right now, she'll probably take off the last week before the due date. But we're doing the like every two weeks going to the doctor now. Yeah. And then pretty soon, like after one more of those, it'll be every week at the doctor. Mm-hmm. And they said like she, the, her belly looks a week ahead or something like that. So who knows? It'll, it'll, it'll be here soon enough. And we have our, we'll have the nursery done by then, I hope. And everything else. Yeah. So be ready. Yeah. You'll find yourself ready. I think we got no choice. You know. I think not either. Yeah. Uh, I was going to start sidetracking us off of this story because I started talking about the UP because I wanted to play the UP game. So yeah, we're going to play the UP game. I need you to pick a random number between. What's the WrestleMania up to now? Uh, we just did thirty-two. Okay. Uh, how many matches? Three hundred fourteen now. Oh. Less than that, it's like 09, I think, or 310, or something like that. Okay. How was WrestleMania, this... by the way? Huh? How was WrestleMania, by the way? Well, you know, it was above average. It was, uh, it was very good. Yeah, uh, uh, I think the WrestleMania's were better than this one, but I thought it would be a really good show. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, so I need to pick a random, random number between 1 and 
289. 89 appears to be Garden. Ooh, I've been to Garden. Do you know where Garden is? No. Okay, so you are going to... Uh, you're taking US two east from uh, Rapid River, and before you get to Manistique, there's that like Fox's Corners at Big Beatty Knock, and you turn right, and you go down to Garden. If you, have you ever been to Fayette before? This is like Fayette, the old fort, some old military fort down in the Garden Peninsula. No idea. There's a Garden Bay. Maybe it's yeah, it's in the Garden Bay. It's just to the right of the Garden Bay. So yeah. Garden is basically like the little town, and I'm sure there's like a bed and breakfast there or something like that. And um, oh. yeah, it's pretty much like 20 minutes from Manistique, southwest down the Garden Peninsula. And oh, so yeah. it's like when the UP looks like a rabbit or a running bull. Garden is in that bull's cock. Yeah, although I always have to like squint my eyes to actually see that, or the Lake Superior looks like a wolf or something like that, right? Garden, the garden is like if you take Door County in Wisconsin and keep extending it out, and there'll be Washington yep. Island. You keep going, there's the Garden Peninsula right there. Exactly. And as a result of it being so far into the lake, that Garden Peninsula has a much warmer climate than the rest of the UP, and oh. you can actually grow grapes there. And so some people do wine in the Garden Peninsula. And uh, if you, it used to be back in the '90s. Remember Upset? which was like UP, drug enforcement, whatever. Yeah. They would um, always fly helicopters over the Garden Peninsula, and they'd find people growing pot there. And then they would do the bust oh. and everything like that. So that was always like the Garden Peninsula was where everyone grew marijuana for a living. Nice. Yeah. Well, then, Garden, I give you four next for your pot growth. <laughs> I want to see if there's any information on Garden on Wikipedia. Garden, Michigan. A gateway to Fayette. Gateway to old UP. I actually don't know. Garden in Delta Jewish. County, population 221. Now, do they have a post office? I guess that's the big question. I'm um, assuming they got a bar. If they got a bar, then they got a post office. First settled around 1850 by Matisse, which are um, mixed French-Canadian Native Americans, or natives. Uh, it was incorporated as a village in 1886. And it's not really doing much now, I'm sure. Um, and then climate. So, yeah, pretty much everyone grows pot and garden. And uh, that's the story, Morning Glory. There you go. So I'll give it, uh, I've been there, I'll give it three and a half, Carl Bonax, for that. I've never been there, but I'd love to visit. I'm going to Four Carl Sounds like a wonderful place, to be honest. Four Carl Bonax, wow, jeez, you're pumping it up. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you about Peanut Butter Toast 2010. Do you remember that? Was that 2010? Yeah, I do. It was 2010. Okay. Uh, how did that start, and what happened to it? Uh, well, this was a Twitter hash. This was a Twitter hashtag joke. And yeah, it was, and uh, we all just ate peanut butter toast and made tweet in 2010. I believe your wife hashtag. is who started it, right? I think maybe PP Toast 2010. You tagging my wife, the whole group of Twitter people that be cool. We're doing the uh, yeah, the eating peanut butter toast. So. Yeah, I was. And I really enjoyed it. Normally, I don't eat toast with just peanut butter. It's got to have jelly, too. But I ate a lot of peanut butter toast in 2010 and oh, took yeah. photos of it and put it on Twitter. Because that's what you do forget. with Twitter. Never forget Nutella Toast 2011. <laughs> <laughs> was that long-lasting? Did it last all of 2011? 
Uh, it wasn't as, it wasn't as big a hit as PB Toast 2010. No, and I think Almond Butter 2012 is where you knew to hang it up at that point. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so. And I was thinking about other breakfast things because we always talk about breakfast on the show. Um, mm-hmm. it, do you think eat? Do you think a banana is the fastest way to get calories in your body? Just like. I, I just did that about two hours ago. Yeah, it's like you like you can eat a banana in five seconds. It seems like. Yep, I ate, I ate a banana in three bites. I felt my sugar crashing, and we were going to the store. So I ate a banana in three bites because I knew it would make me feel better. Yeah, and it did. I mean, I'm sure uh, Snickers is going to be more, more dense in calories, but you got to chew it, and there's nuts in there and everything. I just figured yeah. a banana straight up, just like I just pounded it in for, for solid food. You know, that's you can what drink I, sugar water. It's so weird that you just mentioned this. That's that's, dude, I never eat bananas that much, but I just did. Like, <laughs> two hours ago. We're talking about food. I want to talk. I got topics today, believe it or not. Okay. I, want, <laughs> I, I think want, we sound like shit today. I was going to have a short show as a result. <laughs> Yeah, we can, uh, we can touch on them. I guess it doesn't have to be much. Okay, uh, I get. Uh, I kind of want to talk about English muffins and how awesome they are. But Thomas English muffins beat the pants off of any other English. Don't buy store Fuck brand that. English muffins, Fuck. man. Fuck that. You disagree? That. You disagree? Yeah. Ever had a Bay's English muffin? No, I've never had a Bay's English muffin. No. Over in the refrigerator section, usually by the eggs. Yeah. They are twice as good as Thomas. Thomas is a very, get the bays. They're way. Okay. I got a problem here with this. Mm. And this is not a problem with you. I may not necessarily agree or disagree with you. The problem is that my wife refuses to have any bagels or muffins that have to be refrigerated in the household. They got to be shelf stable, sitting out at room temperature, getting stale. She refuses to have, whenever I buy ones that have to go in the fridge, she complains about it to me. As a result, like a Pavlovian dog, I am conditioned to buying normal room temperature bagels, of which Thomas are the best. Okay, well then do this: buy them from the refrigerator, then put them, take them home, and put them on the shelf on the on the shelf, <laughs> and then watch well, them same. mold immediately. Okay, yeah. sure. All right, all right. Bays it is then. All right, I'll have to bring that. Just up. try it. Trust me, they're way better. Okay. Do you like Thomas? At least I like Thomas. They're fine. Bays are better. Bays are better. Okay. I mean, a lot of nooks and crannies in there. And we've got, like, the store brand. No nooks and crannies that, you know, jelly is just, like, falling off the side of it. It's mm. not not working. Not working at all. I'll say, I'll say this. There are less nooks and crannies in the bays, but yeah. there's still some nooks and crannies. There's still some nooks and crannies. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. You ever have English muffin toast or bread? Have you seen that before? For sure. Yeah, it's really good. We used to, my dad used to buy it to make it. You put a lot of butter on it, it really soaks it up. It's amazing. I think it's nothing like English muffins, and I don't get why they call it that. It's just it's it's a separate product. It's not an English muffin. It's nothing close. Maybe because of the cornmeal on the bottom of it, it's not oh. even anything close. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Speaking of which, uh, Trinary Toast. God, can I talk about what I want to talk about? <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm monopolizing because it sounds so terrible coming from Skype. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm listening. So two years ago, I did this diet where I cut out a bunch of my diet. I think we even podcasted about it. I'm doing it again. No gluten, no dairy, no soy, no artificial sweeteners, no added sugar, no alcohol for 21 days. Holy shit. Wow. What are you, drinking water for 21 days or what? Drinking water, eating, see it's easier this time, eating meat. 
So oh. eating a lot, eating a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. and uh, and nuts mostly is what I've been living off of like a week, and uh, I realized how how much of addiction I had. I didn't realize until I stopped eating it, and it really feels like an addiction. It feels like I like. When you're trying to quit smoking, you're trying to quit cold turkey, or you really need a cigarette really bad, it feels the same. That's how my sugar uh, addiction, my withdrawals are happening. It's been awful. So when it comes to sugar addiction, is it like bread included, or is yeah, it bread inc- yeah bread included? But it's also just like you know a piece of candy here, or like uh, ice cream there, or you know nothing nothing crazy, but just like the satisfying that sweet tooth. Yeah, and it's really weird I, I, eating a giant plate of like having like steak and sweet potato being done and being like, but I don't feel satisfied. And that's how I feel all week. Like I just get, well, I eat a lot of food and I don't feel satisfied because I'm not eating the carbs or the sugar that I'm used to eating. It's real weird. Like you, you haven't good. you haven't scratched that itch. That, that yeah, there. exactly. It feels like yeah, like I haven't scratched itch. It's exactly what it feels like. It's a good thing because I'm trying to. Because over the past year, I just disposal rolls of them. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember that course. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you that it's really hard to just flip with 180. <laughs> and that's my struggle. This is getting like much worse and much more max roomy. I'm listening to you and all. I just I'm complaining. Uh, let me bitch to myself over here. God damn it! Okay, sorry. But I've how do you how do you say no to all of that stuff at once? That is the hard part to me. I tried yeah. to do Atkins and I didn't make it a day. I couldn't make it a day. It's it's just willpower, man. It's just it's just just uh just knowing there's a greater reason to do it, I guess, you know. It's, it's willpower. And I'm I'm finding myself being pretty God. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, this is going to make you worse, but I heard that they came out with cardamom ternary toast recently. So it tastes like nisu bread. You've read nisu bread? No. Or pull, Wait. Pulla oh. bread? Pulla? Yeah, sure. You can get up in the mm-hmm. Kiwana now, but I've found out recently that they're making ternary toast with that now. So, sorry, you can't have it. I, I apologize. Yeah. But. I had to buy two dozen donuts for work on Thursday night, and I had to carry them around and not eat them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so horrible. From the donut den, too, the best donut shop in town. I, uh, I, I just know that the pleasure is there, and I can't not. I've been yeah, better it's... at work for, like, not eating cake every time that they have cake for someone's anniversary. But mm-hmm. it's, it is difficult. And mainly, like, I know I like to snack, and so I've been cutting carrots for myself for the last year or two to eat, mm-hmm. eat in the afternoon at work, and yeah, that really I helps. Those. Yeah, yeah I, like it. I think it's old quick, though. I've been doing it for like two too. years now, though. I guess I have a habit out of it. Yeah, well, then you, once you get past it, you guess you get used to it. But for me, like like for breakfast today, I had like a bowl of oatmeal with some frozen blueberries in it. Yeah. And then for lunch, I had some almonds and a banana. Ugh, that's all I've eaten today, and I'm actually fine. Because it's been like a week of not eating anything, and um, I feel pretty good. I'm gonna make some steaks in the grill tonight, so I'm, I'm like not worried about it. <laughs> yeah, you know. They say when it comes to a diet or any kind of habit you're trying to develop, like the first couple days, as long as you don't have an addiction issue, so to speak. 
first couple of days you're going to be like, yeah, fine, this is great. Oh, I can do this. And then you hit that one week or two week point and you're like, yeah. this sucks because you have to push through it and be determined to actually have that happen. Like I've tried writing down everything I eat every day. And yeah, man, I can do it for like three days. And then after that, it's a fight. And that's where the willpower comes in. Yes. yes, there's a greater good here. I have to keep writing it down. And usually they say by the time you hit the month mark, then you actually have developed it as a habit. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do, just develop some better eating habits because it's out of control. Yeah. I just, I'm going the wrong direction physically. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't work out anymore like I used to. My, I don't even, like when I was, my job has changed at work and it's a lot less physical than it used to be. So, like, you know, I just kind of, I do a lot less movement now. So, um, I have to, con- I have to adjust my diet accordingly. Because before I could eat whatever I wanted, but I was doing so much, especially when I was at work, like, I was doing so much physical activity at work that it just kind of offset it a little bit. Yeah, what like, changed? Well, I've been, I'm training now. So I do, I don't have to run around like a, chicken with its head cut off like i used to now i just kind of focus on one person and making sure they don't suck and that's nice <laughs> so you're training new people that are coming in yeah i train new hires how to okay. load trucks well that's nice yeah it's a little bit of response i've been doing that a little bit at work lately too of um new guys coming in and showing them the ropes pretty much yeah so. like every every new hire well half the new hires because me and my partner Dwayne, we both we were the trainers for our sort and uh you know, so I either train a loader or an unloader. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, there's nothing easier than training an unloader. Yeah. You just Put the packages on the conveyor, go faster. Go f- <laughs> That's pretty much it. Do you, are you uh, one of those guys that sits there with a stopwatch and you're like, all right, five per minute. You need six per minute. Come on, man. Pick it up. Yes. I, as a matter of fact, I, I, I literally I ordered a stopwatch on Amazon yesterday. <laughs> It should be delivered tomorrow because we used to, I used to bring my phone in to do flow counts, but they cut, they're cracking down on us bringing our phones in so I don't bring it into work anymore. And uh, so I ordered a stopwatch so I can time people better. Something, yeah. cha- something changed and you sound 100 times better now. Just about. Oh, good. Yeah. But yeah, I ordered a stopwatch off Amazon so I can time them out so I can tell them how. They want to unload 1,200 pieces per hour in the unload. How many is that per minute? Uh, shoot. 1,200, uh, 3,600 seconds, so that's three, 20 per minute, is that right? So yeah, 20 per minute, yep, because you do three-minute flow counts and uh, you want them to hit 60, you'll hit 1,200, so yeah, 20 a minute, which is what, 10 for every 30 seconds, so that's yeah, five that's one per, per one every seconds. three seconds, yeah. yeah. That must which, suck if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, and then you pick up that 60-pound box full of pennies. Yep, and I go, shit, sometimes I'll pause it for them because, you know, yeah. it's not indicative of how well they're doing but yeah and so i train new hires and so me i'm just standing around timing people and walking around with books and getting people to sign in initial stuff now as opposed to running up and down ladders putting breaking jams pushing flow moving people calling for new trailers all the stuff that i used to always do yeah and i was running a mile a minute for like five hours so when the ups driver comes and drops stuff off here he runs to the door he you know like leaves the truck idling out front runs mm-hmm. to the door knocks and then runs away is it yeah. is that attitude developed at UPS like internally? Are they, is it like that all the time there, where everyone's doing everything as fast as possible? Oh yeah, everything moves 100 miles a minute there. It's it's, it's a it's a really intense, mm-hmm. fast paced environment to work in. It's actually pretty cool. I dig it. I mean, in the, in the but that 
that when you look back on it later, you're like, man, that's fun. It's fun. It's challenging. It's something. It's hard. There's something new every day. It's, it's just a hard place to work. Yeah. And all I want to do is work at a hard place to work by that. And I seem to be doing okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Seems like you enjoy it more than your last job. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's less per. I don't get to watch movies at this job, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, it does pay. More. I just got another raise last week. Woo! Awesome. Yeah. So let's say that you got a delivery at work, and um, it was a delivery of a box full of hot dogs. Would you be able to mark these as sandwiches or not? I, I'm looking for a segment. <laughs> I don't have one. I'm sorry. It is a sandwich. I don't think it's a sandwich. To me, it's just not. Uh, uh, it is, it's an inherently different category from a sandwich. I guess if you define a, how do you define a sandwich? Number one, it's there is something encasing some front on top and bottom. I knew I shouldn't have given this to you to define, <laughs> because you're going to define it in such a way that allows a hot dog to be a part of it. Yeah, well, it's yes. true to me. Uh, anything that has uh, a top and the bottom, and you can hold it. I think. A sandwich. Okay. Unless, yeah, unless, but there's open face sandwiches, which is but that's that's the thing. Yeah. Specified as open face. Is it a subtype so of sandwich, different. or is it an actual sandwich, an open face yes, sandwich? Yes, a subtype of sandwich. It's like an IPA of beer. Okay, it's an IPA. Okay. The way I view it is that the filling on a hot dog is inherently different than the filling in any other type of sandwich, in the sense that. It's big and round and vertical, and usually if you're making a sandwich, all the fillings or layers are completely flat. And that, to me, is the biggest difference. Did you consider a hamburger sandwich? A what a sandwich? A hamburger? <sighs> yeah, I think I do consider a hamburger a sandwich. It is a sandwich, it's very much. It's it's yeah. almost a def- like it's almost it's it's more of a sandwich than a hot dog. But sometimes those aren't that flat. Sometimes they got a little roundness to it. That's if you grill them crappy and you don't put the like the hole in the middle of it when you grill it. And then it starts to like puff up on the on the. You're mm-hmm. supposed to like yeah. flatten it out. I don't know why it does that, but I don't know. To me, it's just not. I, I consider it a completely separate like like pizza, hot dogs, sandwiches. They they are that separate to me, at least semantically. Well, I don't I don't normally lump hot dogs in with sandwiches, but it is a sandwich. And I normally wouldn't lump them in there either. And to me, it's just not. I'm, and I'm not just would taking you, the contrary of opinion, but I really don't view it as a sandwich. Uh, well, you're wrong. Do you um do you view cereal, cereal as soup? No, soup typically has a water base, doesn't it? Sure. What's, I mean, a lot of times they're cream based too, aren't they? That's a velouté or a bisque. I'm sorry, not a soup. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm, I don't think it is either because I think typically there's a cooking process involved with the soup. Not involved with it. I don't know. You yes, can have yes. hot cereal. I mean, oatmeal pretty much counts as hot cereal, doesn't it? But that's made yeah, with water. Yeah, but it's water. not soupy. Though. So is oatmeal a soup, soup then? No, oatmeal. See, because oatmeal is is you just add water, it becomes a a, a paste. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no. But if oatmeal. Uh, okay. It's, I was like, you know, thinking because like soup has shit floating in it, cereal is shit floating in it. Like I'm talking about cold cereal here. Yeah. Uh, not like. Fried. I don't think it is, but that was I heard that argument a couple weeks ago. Okay, is cereal a soup? Man, I, I mean, because there are cold soups and there are savory and sweet soups, like with melon, melon soup, if you've ever heard of that. Um, it is a dessert soup. Um, 
So, and those are much more common in Europe than here, I think. But oh. yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the semantic definitions are not necessarily cut and dried into stone for food as people want them to be with everything else. You know, a dog is not a cat. They're both animals, but we know that they're separate from each other. But is ketchup a, a soup, too? Because there's a bunch of vegetables all blended together. <laughs> and it's a liquid, you know. Right, I guess. Yeah. It's soupy. It's soupy. Um, yeah, see, no, I get what you're saying. Would you add it's ketchup definitely. to soup? I don't think so. <laughs> you hate ketchup, that's right. No, I like to dip stuff in ketchup. I just don't like it on my sandwich hot dog. <laughs> Man, I walked right into that. Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. A couple weeks ago, I did put some ketchup on my hot dog just for fun. Yeah, what did you think? I haven't done this. I did it when I was age appropriate. I'm not taking this bait. It was pretty good. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I prefer Yes. All right. I'm going to cut it off there because you sound like terrible again. <laughs> Apologize. Big uh, game tonight, though. Golden State Warriors are playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Team. Golden State going for the record for most wins in the regular season. Our Memphis Grizzlies are standing in their way. Actually, they play them next three. Yeah. Uh, big game tonight. Go ahead and watch us on ESPN or the Watch ESPN app. Yep, I'm super excited about seeing um, Mark Gasol not be injured. And mm-hmm. um, Courtney Lee, who did got, get tra- you know, I let, we were talking about this last night, and I had to look up what happened to Courtney Lee. I said, there's, I remember there's a guy on the Grizzlies who had a, like a, a unisex name, and I had to look up, and it turns out he got traded. And I want to read this trade to you what happened, because this is the most complicated trade I've ever seen in any of professional sports, <laughs> and I know basketball does this kind of thing. As part of a three-team trade, he was traded by Memphis to the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets traded P.J. Hairston, a 2018 second-round draft pick, and a 2019 second-round draft pick to the Grizzlies. The Charlotte Hornets then traded Brian Roberts to the Miami Heat, and the Miami Heat traded Chris Anderson, a 2017 second-round draft pick, and a 2019 second-round draft pick to the Grizzlies. Is that not complicated? Like, I... So the Grizzlies got a bunch of picks from two teams. Yes, for one guy. For one guy. Yeah, but they kind of shared the the Hornets shared the the wealth with Miami. Yeah, yes. that and, makes sense. And I was going, like, I was going to tweet it to you. Play, but you need more, and so they contacted the Heat to get that more. That's interesting. I guess so. And I was going to tweet it to you, and then it was like four hundred characters. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'm not going to tell you what happened to Courtney Courtney Lee. Not going to happen. <laughs> so. Uh, we're considering making the um, the Colorado Rockies the official baseball team of the uh, podcast rated podcast. Just this That's is right. in, so if you follow, follow this, the Rockies with us. Yeah, this is just in consideration for right now. So, yeah. and we actually do have some interviews coming up that are actually scheduled. So I hope everyone's excited about those. I'm, I'm disappointed we get deeper in talk. Grizzlies are the playoff spot. You know that? Are they? Despite losing seven. That's eight games and going five and thirteen since March fifth. That's, that's when Marcus all went and fucking they've been awful, but they're still in, they're still in playoffs because every team makes the NBA playoffs in the NBA. See, that's the thing with the Red Wings making the playoffs. Doesn't every team make the playoffs in hockey too? So pretty much the majority of teams, yeah, both leagues make the playoffs. Yeah, and I kept hearing about how terrible the Red Wings were when the Illiches bought them. I'm thinking like, but they were still making the playoffs. They're still part part of that streak, right? So, yeah, I don't know. 
I, had, I have not watched any pro hockey this year at all. Like any, and I know you're watching it all the time, but it's the best. Oh, I was going to say, I wasn't sure if you were still there or not. <laughs> so, all right. Well, for Madison, where I'm going to go burn some papers, uh, right after this, I'm Caleb. And from Nashville, where I'm going to go burn <laughs> Nobody's listening anyway. This is Brad saying thanks for listening. Yep. Bye-bye. I won't be around this old town It's more for a long, long time Hit the roads are looking Only into that long white line Gonna hit the roads Start looking for the end that long white line I woke up my baby was gone Without her, don't need no home Gonna hit the roads Start looking for the end of that long white line Gonna hit the roads Start looking for the end of that long white line Went to the bank to get my dough I don't care where I go Gonna push that rig to the push it Somebody wants to know what's become of this so and so. Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line. Tell them I'm somewhere looking for the end of that long white line. New York City, old St. Joe, Albuquerque, New Mexico. This old rig is humming and rolling, she's doing fine. If somebody TJ's listening. No, okay. he, he told me he washes the dishes when he listens to the podcast. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, that's my one yeah, favorite activity. This. Yeah. Sorry? Sure. Yeah. You're going to have fun editing this one. Oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah.